You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to the Exchange Place, the home for healing. A safe, authentic, heartfelt place where conversations are paired with laughter and sometimes tears, leaving you with newfound knowledge to help you navigate, transform, and discover parts of yourself you haven't met yet. Healing, evolution, and restoration for your hearts, souls, and spirit, giving you mirrors of where you may be and windows of where it's possible to go. This is a personal invitation to take inventory of hidden and buried space. Don't just go through it, grow from it, and most importantly, protect it. Take care of it, and it will take care of you. The pieces are coming together to create a masterpiece. Now, without further ado, here is your host, Deborah Faith. Welcome back to the Exchange Place podcast, y'all. Hey, y'all. This is Therapy Thursday. I hope y'all getting used to these because I love these. Let me tell you. And I have one of my favorite folks on with me today. Don't be embarrassed. Shalanda Allison. Y'all better give it up for her. What's up, Exchange Podcast? We love you. So happy to have you. Oh my God. Um, I've been trying to get you on for a little while. A little while. Don't give me that face. It's been it's been a little while. So I just wanna look, you are first of all, you are a licensed therapist. You are also the most amazing coach. You are also one of my coach coaches who coached me through my certification my practicum and watched me cry a little bit y'all don't need to know about that but yeah <laughs> um you are so amazing at what you do and literally i know that the group that i was in going through certification would attest to this that you will help anybody with anything and so encouraging and i thought it would be fitting like why not when i'm doing therapy thursdays to bring you on you are author now, can, yes. can, you right? Yes, <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And y'all, I got, I got, I got, I got the book. I got the, I got the book over here. We gonna talk about the book later, but we got the book. We got the book. We look. We got, we got. Look, we got to shout out us because a lot goes into Absolutely. what we are sewing into and. Um, this Therapy Thursday was something that I've been wanting to do since probably my first season of um, The Exchange Place. I really, really wanted to do like one-on-one. Um, in, and, and The Exchange Place is intimate, but just intimate subjects that I don't think we address. So I thought we would talk about mom guilt tonight. Okay. And I am experiencing it. <laughs> I think I've always been experiencing it. Look. 
Mm-hmm. Me too. Y'all, right, look, y'all raise your hands if you've been there or you are there. Yeah. Um, so most of the audience, I think, by now knows that I'm in the midst of relocating. And um, though it's a very exciting thing, it's also a very transitional place that I'm in. And my oldest son, who will be um, 21, I can't believe that. I can't, I can't even either. You look 21 yourself. This is I do not look, girl. Well, I'm going to say thank you. I'm not even going to say, look, y'all, you, you, y'all know I don't look 21. He's okay. 21, 21, 21 on Monday, the 8th. Wow. Um, I'm still digesting that. But as I'm relocating, I thought we would talk about this because um, he's still, of course, in college. And he's in college here. And I'm moving out of state. And yesterday, I was, like, telling him about everything. And just something in his face, I was just like, Am I not even doing the right thing? Because I know that I'm doing the right thing. But I had this thing and I was like, instantly, I kind of felt like, why do I feel like this? Like, he's cool with me leaving. He's an adult. I've had him and taken care of him his whole life. He is an amazing young man. Like, he is not, you know, he he handles himself. He thinks for himself. He's, you know, he's a good good young man. I don't even want to call him a kid, even though I do sometimes. Yeah. And... I just wanted to talk to you about, A, your experience with it, because I know you have an adult child. I know that's your area of expertise. <laughs> so have you have you experienced mom guilt? I know that I think everybody has, but can you, yeah, can you just share with us? All the time. I think it starts even when they're younger. You know, people start with, oh, should I work? Should I stay home? Should I breastfeed? Should I do the bottle? Oh, I should have breastfed because if I breastfed, maybe they wouldn't have been sick. And we just start taking ourselves through all these things about I should have did more of this, less of that. Should I have let them stay all night at friend's house? You know, maybe I was too protective. And then the ones that let them stay all night say, maybe that's what it is. I should have never let them stay all night over their friend's house. Mm. So we go through this questioning of every decision we make sometimes, like, is it the best one, even though it's with good intention? So yeah. even though we're doing things with good intention, we question when I, you, you better believe when I did the journal, that was like, because I had to make clear that the journal is not about you. <clears throat> the journal is to help parents of adult children. Yeah. Well, I let my son read it. I let him read all of it. And I said, because if you say no, then that's it. I'm not going to do it. And he's like, you know, no, I think it'll be really helpful. You know, da, 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 da. That was all good until, until some of his friends who follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And they're like, whoa, like, is your mom disappointed with you? Like, she must be really disappointed. She wrote a whole book, you know? And so then he's like, yo, my friends are coming to me saying like, your mom must be real disappointed in you. She wrote a whole book. So you can imagine the guilt that I felt hearing, hmm, my son. And I said, no, we talked about this. I said, you know, if I wrote a book about depression or anxiety or how to make get out of debt, you know, it doesn't mean I'm in debt. It doesn't mean I'm depressed, but I'm a therapist. I want to help people. And all parents go through disappointment. It, we, we all go through disappointment. You're disappointed, meaning my son, and things I've done. That's Children it. go through disappointment. Parents go through disappointment. It's how do we maneuver that? 
and I saw a need. And so I just wanted to help people with that. So to -hmm. answer your question, absolutely. Just very recently Mm -hmm. when he shared that, that's a lot of guilt. Like, should I just shelf it, you know, or, or what, when I know I was doing it for a good purpose and a good reason, just like what you just shared, like, you know, what you're doing is a God move and a good move and all of that. But then it's like, Ooh, like, am I doing the right thing? So absolutely. Do you, do you think where, where does that come from? Like, why are we always questioning ourselves in those areas? Like we're not, I know, you know, nobody's perfect. First of all, kids don't come with manuals. (laughs) Um, A lot of us are also like figuring out how to parents, so to speak. I know um, I talked about this on a, a previous show. I know when the kids were younger, I was parenting them how I was parented. (laughs) <laughs> even though some of those things I didn't personally agree with. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, wait a minute, I don't even like this. Like, I didn't like that as a child. I went, and, you know, and as I went through therapy and learned more about myself and became more self-aware and started changing things. But why do you, why do you think we are always questioning ourselves in that area? Like, cause we're not going to ever get it right. So to speak, exactly. we're going to do the best that we can. But why do you think that question comes up and continues? Like you said something that I don't think I thought about that whole, like, even the, when the kids are younger, you're thinking about what to feed them, what school should they go to? Like, oh my gosh. does it ever stop? <laughs> we treat preschool, like it's college, like we have to pick the right school and the right, I mean, I think we just all have a, a genuine desire to do right by our children. Right. Yeah. Um, we and then there are some of us like myself who question stuff in every area. So if we are just heavy thinkers and things like that, if we do it in every other area, you best believe we're going to do it when it comes to parenting. I was a very intentional parent. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean, everything I did was with intentionality. So um, if I didn't let him listen to certain things and watch certain things and go certain places and. I, you know, had him in church and sports and AAU and travel and you do all the things. And then one day he said, you know, I feel so much pressure and I'm like, what? To play sports and get good grades that it's like, now I don't know what to do with myself because I'm not in school and I'm not playing sports. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So as parents, we have to take a step back and say, We need to honor what they're feeling because too often we jump to, are you serious? Do you know what I sacrificed? You know what I put you, you were in private school. You have never gone to a public school. You have gone, traveled all over this place with basketball. You've met friends, you've had opportunities, scholarship, but you have to kind of pause and say, wow, like, thank you for sharing that with me. That was never my intent, you know, to make you feel that way. Um, I was only trying to do what I thought was best. And I think um, we're going to always question sometimes what is best. One, we read stuff and it's conflicting. You know, um, here's the benefits of breastfeeding. Here's the benefits of the nutrients in formula. Here's the benefits of eggs, no eggs, egg yolk, egg white, chicken, no chicken, beef, no beef. So we're constantly bombarded with information, information. and we're trying to figure out what's, what's right, what's best. And you brought up something so important. You said how you were raised. So then we either do one or two things. We either want to do the whole opposite of how we were raised, 
and sometimes we end up doing the same or like for me my parents never made me eat certain things or doing so i did the opposite i'm like oh no you're gonna eat your vegetables because i'm unhealthy i don't want you to be unhealthy and i was very rigid you know um and now i'm like man maybe i was too rigid you know but it was with good intent i wanted him to eat his vegetables i wanted yeah. him to have milk not pop for dinner you know and i'm like is that so bad and so i think we we're just gonna always be those people because we want what's best for our children yeah do you do you think that um because what i find and of course my kids now are older dj will be 21 Jaden is 16 so they are more involved in decision making I, f I feel like i include them more and i ask them more questions do you think it's 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 okay not even okay but that it would help if we kind of ask the kids what they want to do because I've, I've done that i'm guilty of that too of like sports and doing again intent is there of the boys have always been in sports i'm like hey at least they'll be around all they get to see a different slew of men mm -hmm. they get to they get to kind of equally and say okay well this i don't like or this i like whether it's the sports and they get different environments so i figured later on they would have all different images of men they would have exposure to that and then they could as they grow they would choose like oh i love this about how that person either handles maybe their wife or how they speak or again being in church putting them in in the right place do you do you think it's inclusion of them and maybe asking children something that now i wasn't brought up like that because where i was brought up a child stay in this child place mm -hmm. they don't have input you, you know, I'm the parent, you do what I say and kind of think, but do you think inclusion of a child could kind of help, not us not feel guilty, but at least have the child's input. So at least they had input in the decision a little bit more. I think that's so important and so powerful. And it might even help with the guilt a little bit because we kind of made the decision together. Um, and I think, again, especially typically African-American families, you know, it's like, you do what I say, like, is we not, we're not discussing it. And I know even at one point when my son wanted to quit basketball, I knew like, you don't really want to quit. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you just having a moment. You see you, you hanging out with some people that aren't in it. And now you want to go do what they're doing, but you love basketball. This is all you, you know? And so I'm like, you're not quitting, you know? So now I'm like, should I let him quit? You know, but back then it was like, no, once he kept going, he's like, I'm glad I didn't quit. Like, so I think we do the best we can, but just saying like, okay, so you want to quit? Okay. Well, what does that look like? Yeah. Do we fit? Let's let us finish the season because we committed to the season. And um, after that, you know what, if you, if you don't want to do it anymore, I'm going to honor that. Now, the flip to that is you can always have them come back and say, why would you let me quit when you knew that I was crazy about basketball? I was just having a moment. I really wish you would have pushed me to keep going. And so that's, again, where the mom guilt comes, because either way, we think we're doing the right thing. And most of the time we are. But then there's times it's kind of like, really? I was trying not to push you. Or I was trying not to let you give up because I knew it was something you really, we have good intention, but including them in the conversation. And not only that, I'm going to tell you, when they become adults, like you know, you have a 21 year, conversation shifts. Like this is a whole transition. Like you are no longer the reigning authority over their life. They are the authority over their life and their destiny. And it's a shift. And parents, 
really struggle with it because we don't have that control anymore. And if you are a person of control, um, like or like me, I'm like, I know what's going on. I know where you are. I know, and now it's kind of like, whoa, what do I do with this? Um, so I think if you could start like what you're saying with your 16-year-old, having those conversations and including him in on things, now when he's 21, 22, he can make those decisions. He can problem solve. We're not enabling, which leads to entitlement. And most of the people that come to me, my, they're enabling, not on purpose. Yeah. I think we all do it to a degree because we just want them to have better than what we had, more than what we had, but at least to entitlement. And then parents get so frustrated because their grown children are entitled. And it's like, yeah. that really starts with us. And yeah. so the moral of the story is, it's not really about them. It's all really about us. And when they That's come really to me, true. they're coming about their adult child, but really it's all about them. Yeah. So what I, I, I love, I love that you said that I, I have, and I'll share this. I have, since I got in therapy, which has probably been almost three and a half years now, mm -hmm. um, I have seen a tremendous difference in the relationship I have with my, and I like to call them my boys, but they are literally like grown men. They're both probably six, three and above. <laughs> so they tower over me, but I have seen in both of them, um, a tremendous just difference of not only how they share with me, but they also, I think they, they feel power empowered being included mm -hmm. in some of the decisions. And it's not, I always thought, I think back in the day, like it would, it would give them like a disrespectful type attitude. And what I've seen has not been that it's more, I think I've gotten more respect. I think it's mm -hmm. opened up a safer place to have conversations that I could have never had with my parents when I was that age. Um, and it's just an open dialogue. Like even me moving yesterday, I was like, how are we feeling? <laughs> like, yeah. How, like what's going on? Cause it's like, I already have a lot of emotion. They're not going to be, they're super close. So they're not going to be close to one another anymore. I mean, we'll still be back and forth and we're going to figure it out and make, um, of course, intentionality of like when we're coming back and forth, I still have work in Jersey. So I'll be back and forth as well. Um, but I think it's just a more open forum where it feels safe. And it, there's not like a, if I say a certain thing, there's going to be an attack or like a, you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to come back and um, retaliate for anything or saying anything. Yeah. So I, I, I can definitely attest to that for those who are listening, who may be in that space that I transitioned from parenting how I was parented to people that call it gentle parenting. I call it gentler parenting because I don't think it's <laughs> gentler. Hard. And look, hard on the ER because mm -hmm. if you go left, you could definitely end up there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I've, I've, I've seen an amazing, you know, turnaround space in our relationship. I think for me, um, it's been the best. I do have a level of friendship with them. Mm -hmm. um, that is not like a disrespectful one, but I think it's just a level of trust. Like mm -hmm. I'm seeing more communication about what's going on, about feelings, about, you know, again, what's happening in their lives. Like, let me tell you, I'll be like, what happened? <laughs> Absolutely. And it just makes the bond so much stronger. Because one of the things I tell uh, parents all the time is like, put some respect on their name. Like, especially I when they're an adult, you know, um, because 
at the end of the day, you are now talking with another adult. So we have to honor and respect them as an adult. And I always tell them, I love you no matter what, even if. So like, you know, that's something like, they're not gonna always make decisions we agree with, choices we agree with, but we let them know, I love you no matter what, and even if. And even if you do this, that does not change my love for you. I may be disappointed, I may be let down, it does not change my love. And then I also tell them, you know, don't come for me unless I sin for you. So I'm like, basically, we don't come for them unless they sin for us at this age. Because unsolicited advice normally comes across as criticism and judgment. And so unless they sin for us and say, hey, mom, you know, what do you think about this? Then we should not be, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I don't know why you're doing that. And I told you that wouldn't go because that comes across as very critical very judgmental and sometimes people are like oh so i just have to wait on them to talk when they're ready i'm supposed to be open and it's like to some degree yeah because if they didn't ask for your advice um or your counsel and as you know because you're the bomb coach um she is the bomb coach y'all <laughs> so you're the bomb coach you use inquiring questions now more so than you know you need to do this you need to do that it's more like well have you considered you know or what are the pros and cons with that Oh, okay. So have you thought about this or have you thought about that versus you need to, you should, no, you shouldn't. Now, if it's something serious, like I have parents that deal with like drugs, I, you know, those are a little different, you know, you're not like, well, have you considered this? You know, it's like, this is harmful. This can really do some harm to you. And this is why we want to try to get you help. But even in that, after so many times, they, you have to pull back because parents will lose their mind trying to help their kids putting them in rehab and all of these different things and they'll leave they spend all their savings their 401 i mean you have some parents in some really tough places so wow. for you and your audience if you are not one be grateful be thankful um yeah our kids may not be perfect but there are some parents dealing with some serious stuff incarceration uh gangs drugs alcohol you know just be grateful just be yeah grateful. i am so grateful i'm one of those grateful parents i think about it all the time like i my kids they everybody has their stuff but i i promise you i've never been to a jail <laughs> i've never had to deal with drugs like i'm, I'm just they are really you know good boys i mean well good men i can't even say boys <laughs> i know i said my son like you were such a good son i didn't have to go to the school and weren't in trouble yeah. and you were you know just none of that and um, yeah. i'm forever grateful yeah. I, I am. I wrote disappointed uh, the the journal because I was very disappointed that my son came home from college. Mm. That took me out because really? oh, it took me out. If I knew then what I know now, it wouldn't have. But at that time, um, my son was at a very prestigious school here. They call it the Little Harvard. My son okay. had a presidential scholarship because of his academics. My son also played basketball. And he chose this school, um, honestly, and it was an all-male school. So I was like, you're going to choose it? But they convinced them. They trick them. They like, DePaul's here, Purdue's there. All the girls come. You know, so you don't got to worry about it because they let them know the girls are coming. Girls, the women coming. <laughs> you know, he was like, I mean, it's small. I've gone to private schools. I think it's a good fit. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, listen, that was not my lane. I was at a big school. I had a good time. But okay. And uh, <laughs> uh, he was like, yeah. But after two years, I'm like, 
what are you doing? You know, and he was just like, I don't want to do it. I like it's not, and I'm like, that about took me under. I'm not lying. And so um, now I know, first of all, college is, I look at it totally different. Um, totally different. There's so many things you could do without even going to college. And I'm $200,000 in debt because of college. So trust me if I knew then what I know now. But it did. I'll be honest. It took me under. And that's where my disappointment, I had to work through that. Because yeah. it's like, this is my kid. Like, I can't, I got to encourage him at this space. Were you, was the disappointment a disappointment of the picture you had for him? Or was it a disappointment that you felt for yourself for like, oh, well, did I do a good job? Did I lead him in the right direction to keep going and just graduate? I think it was all the above. I started feeling like a failure. Um, I started feeling like it was a reflection of me, not him. So mm. the selfish side was just like, People are gonna look at me. And then when I go somewhere, they're like, oh, how's he doing? He said, well, oh my God, he, I forgot that's where he's at school. How is he doing? I'm like, oh, he's doing okay. You know, and I'm like, I don't wanna tell them that he's getting ready to come home. You know, and it's just like this facade that you feel like, oh, you have to keep up because all the people he was in school with, they were still in school and they were doing great. And they, and you're like, what, 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 what happened? What did I do? Like, again, guilt, guilt. I'm do too much of this, too little of that. Was I too involved? Now he can't do it on his own. Was I? You, and so I really went through that. I I, I really went through that. Um, and that's what led me here. Yeah. So as you process that, like, what do you feel like the first thing that you did to like start your journey to getting where you are now? Like, what what would you tell someone right now that has disappointment in their child, whether they are incarcerated or? They're seeing them do drugs or they're, you know, they dropped out of school or they they went against whatever that parent had pictured for for their lives. Like what what would be the first thing that you would say to them? Well, first of all, be honest about it. And it's OK to say I'm disappointed. I'm let down. I'm hurt. Um, so first, acknowledge your feelings, right? Emotional intelligence and not mm -hmm. acknowledge what you are feeling. It's not it's OK. Right. We, we're going to get through it. Second is understanding that everybody has their own journey. Um, my, we are here at that stage to guide them, not to control them, not to dictate them, and not to make them into what we are, what we want them to be, or what we didn't become ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, I had good intent. I'm like, you're a black male, you gotta go, you gotta finish, you have to, you know, because this is what was embedded in me times have really shifted and changed and we really haven't shifted and changed with the times so we were always told go to school go to college da, da, da. if you don't do that you're gonna end up nothing you know and so since that was embedded in me and i was very education da, 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 you know i'm just i just embedded it in him um and so just letting people find themselves and learning how to support them i think if you're not careful which is where i was which is what brought me to where I am, you start to love conditionally instead of unconditionally because it's based on what they did, what they didn't do, what they achieved, what they didn't achieve. And that's how, not how anybody deserves to be loved, especially your child. Your child. And I started saying, am I loving conditionally? And that hit me. And I was like, oh no, that's it. I got to deal with this. I got to work through this in therapy uh, myself. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, really? Like you, like you're that dis. I'm like, 
I think again, if you think about the the school they were in, all the parents and just constantly people saying and asking and seeing all the pictures of the graduations and you feel cheated to some degree. It's like, mm. man, you cheated me out of that. And that's not fair. You know, that's not fair to them. That was my idea. Yeah. And fair. I thought it was yours, but you know, maybe it just wasn't. Yeah. I love I love that you are where you are, man. I think we all have that in some form or fashion. I definitely, I think before, I always tell the boys, both of the boys play basketball. Um, my oldest had gone through a similar stage where he was like, I'm not sure if he wanted to play ball. He went to a, a college that he, of course, he had a scholarship and everything mm -hmm. too. And I could tell he wasn't happy because I, I felt like he didn't want to play ball, which was you yeah. know, new for me. Yeah. My thing with him was like basket. I put him, I put them both in basketball for a different reason. And though I love that they both love it. It's not my, you know what I mean? I said, that's not my, I don't have a dream for y'all. Like I really, really don't. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to be great human beings mm -hmm. <laughs> at this mm -hmm. point in life. And I really, I think because I've kind of career wise for 20 something years, I've been in a career that I chose just to be able to kind of take care of them. And though I'm good at it and it's something that at a point in life, I, I don't want to say I ever loved it. I think I liked it because it's my work in tech. So it's always my mind going and that kind of thing. But I think once I found that I, I felt like I gave up what I really loved, which wasn't, again, it's not technically what I, but I was, was behind a mic. I used to sing back, back oh, in the day. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, if you would have asked me, but I was going to sing for me. So, okay, carry on. One day, I am going to sing for you. I promise I will sing for you All one right. day. But I think the whole, you know, even entertainment industry was where I saw myself. Um, and so I got pregnant with my son. And then that, I kind of gave up that dream for them. And then just, you know, my, my whole mindset was money. And then again, kind of coming back full circle, not singing, but be, being behind the mic podcasting and just kind of communicating with people and just like I was like I I love this so I was just like for them I really even my my youngest son he's he, he cooks like he's like a chef literally oh, okay. and and it, all the time more than me y'all more than me I just want y'all to know more than me more than me at this point and I keep telling him, I said, you know, if you want to go to school, because he does play ball in college and all of that. But also, you know, if you want to do, if you want to be a chef, like, do what makes you happy. Money will come. Like, I wish somebody told me that. Like, money will come. I promise you. If you do what's in your heart and what you love, the money will come. It really will. Absolutely. You have it so together. And I mean, I'm not saying you're perfect, but no. what I'm saying is but listening you know. to you. Um, it's, it's like a breath of fresh, fresh air because it's very healthy thinking and very healthy parenting. And, um, like I said, most of us know, I, I would dare to say all of us do the best we can. Yeah. Um, even the ones, uh, you know, that are on drugs, they're, they're still doing the best they can, um, mm -hmm. to do what we feel is right. But a lot of what we were taught and what we learned and what we witnessed and what we saw, you know, we were like, okay, you gotta do this. Um, instead of just do what makes you happy, you have to yeah. do something. And that's what I had to come to grips with. Well, you know, you're not going to do nothing. And he's like, no, I mean, I don't want to not do nothing. You know what I mean? I just don't want to do that. And it took a while. And then I'm like, you know what? Okay. 
but it was difficult. It was something else he wanted to do. And it was difficult for him to come and tell me at first because, and he's like, I know ultimately you're going to be disappointed if I just don't do college, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm past that. And he's like, mm, I don't know if you really past that. You know, and I'm like, no, really, I am. He's like, mm. I'm like, no, really, I am. And I'm like, am I? And I'm like, no, no, really, I am. I'm like, at least he got to tell him that. But, you know, um, but then he started talking to me and I'm like, okay. I said, well, you know what? How can we do that? How can I help you with that? How can, can we research? I started researching some different things and just trying to show support, right? To show that I was shifting to show that okay what was in my mind before it was me my mind i thought it was yours you thought you tried it yeah you did, you did two years you know and you decided i just i don't want to do it i don't want to do it anymore and um, i have to honor that i have to respect yeah. that because what that tells me which his high school basketball coach told me at one time he's basically he's not gonna do nothing he don't want to do he ain't gonna kiss nobody's blank and that's what his coach said and i'm like I'm like, oh, well, son, thanks for that the compliment that you're not going to do. He's like, no, because he said, seriously, he's not. So that lets me know he's self-aware. And I wasn't allowing him to operate out of that self-awareness because I thought I knew best for him because yeah. I've known best for him for all these years. And it seems like it's worked. He's got great grades. He's been respectful and not in trouble. So if I've done that up to this far, surely I know what's best moving forward. But yeah. he has self-awareness and he knows what's best for him. And I have to trust that. I love that. And I, I think it also speaks to, and you may have not looked at it this way, but it also speaks to you raising someone who has a mind of their own, who is able to make decisions, who is honest with themselves. And I'm sure it was hard for him to even come to you and say that to you, because I'm sure that, that he already knew coming to you that that would have been a disappointment Absolutely. to you. But you raised you you raised a grown man who knows what he wants and what he does not want at least. <laughs> and I want well, to tell the parents too. Your children do not want to disappoint you. If we really knew what they go through to not disappoint us, um, even though they do disappoint us, they're human. They do not want to disappoint us. A lot of the decisions, the choices they make are because they don't want to disappoint us. So don't think that they overlook you, um, although it can feel that way at times. And at times they, they do. But overall, they want you to be happy. They want you to be proud of them because isn't that what everybody wants is to feel proud? Like I put the 10 things every child needs to hear in the journal. And it's like mm -hmm. simple, but I love you. You know, you're successful. I'm proud of you. You know, just simple things, but they need to hear it. You're my favorite. Even though I might have two or three, you're my favorite. <laughs> you're my favorite too. You you're know, favorite. I mean, these are things they really need to hear because they just want to make us proud. They yeah. really do. I love that. I love that. I love a. I love what you're doing. I think your your guided journal is amazing. I'm still working through it. <laughs> I'm working through it myself. Trust me. Listen, and I, I'm I'm definitely. It's so funny because uh, today I looked at it and I was like, I'm definitely going to need this during this whole transition because I'm feeling the guilt coming already, and I'm like, why am I feeling guilty? I'm like. You know, I'm like, where is that coming from? Because, you know, we again, we plan this and everything is, you know, coming together. But it seems like it's happening so fast. And I don't it, it doesn't matter if it happens fast or slow or it's not going to matter. That's again, that's my own thing. And I, I need to work through it. 
I am going to be very intentional about this move and working with both of them of just, again, it's not only breaking, not even breaking our bond, but changing our bond of like seeing him every day, getting to hug him. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's going to be different also for them. And I know that. So we're going to, we're going to work out a plan. (laughs) Everybody's like, you are too much. I'm like, listen, there has to be some level of intentionality. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been trying to do that up until this point, like asking him, you know, what's going to make it easier as I leave. I'm leaving him my car mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to get a new car um, because I know that'll help him just getting around, getting, you know, to his clients and mm-hmm. and everything and getting to school and all that good stuff. But it's going to be a process. I it, it's a new it's a new thing for me, but yeah, I definitely. If I were coaching you or in therapy, I would I would definitely if we had time, I would explore where that mom guilt is coming from, what that looks like, and I will encourage you. I always tell people to ask, how can I best support you? Um, it's just a simple question. Ask him because yeah. what we typically do is what we think they need or what we think would be helpful, what we think. And sometimes, like what you said earlier, we don't even just include them in the conversation. We just start doing things that we think are best and, oh, I know they'll need this, they'll need that. And they may say, that's cool, but really what I needed was this. Yeah. So just ask, hey, how can I best support you? Why I'm definitely going to When I'm gone, how can I best support you? You know, yeah. phone calls, texts, uh, reach out care package what will show you again you know this love language because most time we we show love the way we want to be loved instead of the the way they need to be loved so just have that conversation how can i best support you i'm gonna have that conversation i um wrote down a couple of things that i was thinking of like asking him of what he needs i knew the car was like number one Mm -hmm. so that's already Mm -hmm. kind of relieved he was like in tears like are you guys say yeah i'm gonna just you know leave you know leave you the car because i just think it's it it makes the most sense um i know where it stems from i do feel like um i've been a single parent for a long time so initially i thought he would like transition and go you know go with his dad and that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. thing where that's not happening so i i just i feel like i feel i feel bad for him not on my side but just like okay we've kind of done this together you know me and the boys for this long now that i'm leaving i would the expectation would kind of be like oh well you kind of take over and now at this point he it's not like he the need the needs that he has are completely different and that not happening i feel like i feel his disappointment in that a little Mm -hmm. bit like Mm -hmm. and then that's normally where I kind of am able to pick up, which I know that's not the healthiest thing. I've been doing it my whole life. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I know that's where my guilt stems from. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be in the state anymore. It's not like, you know what I mean? So you would, yeah, but um, people are who they are and it just is what it is, but it's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my. Well, we can talk about that for on and on and on. <laughs> Please believe me, and I know the disappointment that my son has just from that area alone. And so I've yeah. tried to overcompensate on one hand. On another hand, I've tried to be like, I got to be tougher because he's not around. So I got to be tough because you're a boy, and you know, boys, you know. And it's just, I'm like, no, I just wanted to be the loving, caring mom. But I had to put on this, like, no, toughen up. You're all right. Get up, get up, get up, get back out there. Yeah. Because, you know, that was kind of missing. And so um, I hear you. 
um, I I suggest, like I can tell you already, you're doing, keep the line of communication open with your son to talk about that and to express that so that he does not suppress it. Um, that it's just a real, like, I get it. Like, son, I get yeah. it, you know. Um, yeah. But I think you've laid such a good foundation. And, that, and this is the thing. Like, we work all these years for this moment. Like, everything we put in place is for this moment. Um, and that doesn't mean... They won't make mistakes. We won't miss some, da, da, da. That's life. That's all life. And when yeah. we enable them, we cheat them from making mistakes because we rescue. We come in and we rescue because we're all mama bears, right? It's like, we don't want them to go through anything. We don't want, but that's cheating them out of life and, and building character and all of that. So um, you've done everything you were supposed to uh-oh, for this moment. So, yeah. you know, I think. That's all you can do now is just yeah. say, okay, I celebrate this moment. Yeah. This I'm going to, I'm going to have that conversation probably tonight when, when he comes in from work, <laughs> <laughs> how I can support him. Cause I, I do want to know that, you know, again, the way that he wants to be supported, not how I want to support Absolutely. him. So that's a, that's a, y'all listening. I hope y'all listening. Cause this mm. is, this is, Look, I, I got, I got, a, I feel like I got a free therapy session just a because he might not have it all right. He might say that, but he might be like, hmm, just like, well, you think about it. Yeah, and I'm gonna have him think about it. He's, he's definitely a think about it young man. He is a love it. process, and he's gonna come back to me 100. percent Love it. Yeah, yep. both of them are kind of like that, but my oldest definitely, definitely a. He needs to think through it. And then maybe like a couple of days later, I'm going to get something. But I love that you know that. Again, oh, yeah. self-awareness because most of us pressure. Like, no, you need to tell me today. Like, did you hear what I said? I asked you, what did you want? You know, and they're like, golly, like, give me a moment. Like, and I love that you know that so that you're not frustrated. You know, he's going to need some time to sit with this. And then he's going to come back and let me know what he needs. And if he doesn't come back in a couple of days, then I'm just going to do a check-in and say, hey, I'm just checking to see you still thinking about what you need, like how I can best support you. That's not being pushy. It's just yeah. checking in, right? So yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love you. Y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, if you are, I hope she has some slots open for therapy. She's a great therapist. She's an amazing coach. She's also a trainer of coaches, which I want to put in there because oh, she has. Thank you. You train me. I'm like. <laughs> I'm still doing it with all of them now. I do it every week. <laughs> Listen, I, I the, the smile on my face and the level of safety um, that I felt when I would come into the room and you were the I coach. That I was, was so excited us. when I would see you come in there. I'm like, yay. I'm just like, I love you. And I love that. Like you really, I love that your business is called Guiding Light because I felt like every time I came in and saw you in the room, it was like the light. <laughs> Literally, I'd be like, she here, thank God. Thank, thank God. Thank God. And God. You you flowers. And, and, and when, I, when I made my business Guiding Light Therapy Center and my coaching business is Lighthouse uh, Connection Consulting and Coaching, they both have a lighthouse. And the reason was because I read up on lighthouses and I'm like, oh my God, they're so powerful. And they are here to guide people. So when ships are out and it's oh, storms are raging, waves are crashing, lightning and thunders roaring, 
they're just putting a light out there to guide people back to safety, right? They're not forcing them. They're not pulling them. They're just here to guide them. And I'm like, that's kind of how I want to be with my clients. I, I'm not trying to force or even with our adult children. We don't want to force or control. We just want to be a guide, a help, a light that shines. And just as much as you're saying that, it was such a pleasure when you would come in the room. Yeah, she would be so quiet. And I'm like, no, I was just drawn to you. And I'm like, is she really this quiet? Then your girl found out she had a podcast. I'm like, quiet? <laughs> this chick is not quiet. What is she doing? And then she just started showing out. You, the moment you started speaking up, and do, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just started like, oh my God, great job. You're the bomb. You're the, you know, because I was like, what were you doing all this time being quiet? You have so much to offer. And I just feel so honored just to have met you. I don't believe anything happens by accident. I know it was a reason we crossed paths. I know it was a reason you would show up in my room. Didn't know it was because I'll be sitting here doing this, but I did know it was because we would be connected and we will be connected. Um, yes. Your own. I do know that. That, that part. I, yeah. This is only the beginning. And I, felt the same exact thing. I was just like, this is somebody that God has literally placed in my life. And I am so happy that you are here, not just here, but here in my life. It has been a blessing. We laugh, we do a little crying every once in a while. And the exchange is just an amazing thing. And I, I love the lighthouse. I remember when you told me that I was just like, yes. I was like, that describes who you are with me never knowing that that's the name of your wow. therapy business. It does. It really, really does. And I think everybody who has experienced you one way or another has that same sentiment and you keep on shining your lights oh, you. and y'all, y'all make sure, let me, this is one, this is one Amazon. It is on Amazon and it's on my uh, website, guidinglighttc.org. Um, but it is on Amazon and you guys, it's a guided journal. Uh, because I'm one um, that I need a little direction sometimes. And so there's blank pages for people that like to just write blank pages. But it's taking you through some affirmations that you can say every day. And it's not just giving you the affirmation. It's asking you to kind of reflect and write about what does that mean when this is coming up. A, relate, mm-hmm. a release method. Because again, like you get ready to have to do, release. Um, and that doesn't mean we're getting rid of or anything like that, but releasing so that we can connect. And so it takes you through a release method, a connect method. I have tips and tools um, and each thing you're going to write about and reflect. And it really causes you to uh, go inside yourself um, and, and say, hmm, okay, this is where I am. And again, um, things they, that your adult children need to hear you say. So yeah. um, I would love you guys to get it. I think it will bless you, but um, thank you so much for sharing your space and your time with me. Everybody you have on here, I'm like, why she want me on here? When I'm looking at all the other stuff. But thank you so much. I, I feel so blessed and fortunate to have yes. been in this space and the space that other people I've watched to share the same space with them. Amen. And this is not, like I said, this is the beginning. So plan to come back. I will. And- all of your information, where to get the book, your website. I'm going to include that. I'm sure that people will be hitting you up, getting yeah. buying some books and all that good stuff. And until next time, until next time you on, let's let's make sure, let's welcome, welcome her back. Could you look, look, look her back.
We'll talk you about some other stuff, some enabling, some entitlement, you know, some communication, how to communicate with the adults. We'll, we'll go into all of that next time. Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about it. But I love you and I will see you soon. Love you too, sis. Love all right. You. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. That brings us to the end of our time together for now. I pray that you are leaving the exchange as a lighthouse to not only your last name, but to the world. Example of the possibility to cross over. Healing, evolution, and restoration. If you enjoy our show, please follow, subscribe, and share. Till we meet again, keep healing one piece at a time.